You're listening to Wellbeing Connection, the CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg podcast. I'm your host, James Wellsman. The Canadian Mental Health Association, Manitoba and Winnipeg, wishes to acknowledge that we are gathered in Treaty 1 territory at the crossroads of the Anishinaabe, Métis, Cree, Dakota, Ojukree Nations, and on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation. In today's episode, James and Brandon will give an update on Brandon's Ride 330 Challenge. You can sign up and join Brandon's team by going to ridedonthide.com Manitoba, scrolling down and clicking Brandon and Emily's Ride 330 Challenge. Following that, we will have Tristan from CMHA Interlake have a conversation with Brandon about what's going on for Spirit Week and Ride Don't Hide across the province at the other CMHA branches. To conclude, James will provide his perspective and his learnings about the social dimension of wellness. Enjoy. None of the content in this podcast is intended to replace the advice given to you by your medical team. If you are in crisis, please phone the Manitoba Suicide Prevention and Support Line at 1-877-435-7170 or text CONNECT to 686868 for the Kids Help Phone. Hey, Brandon, thanks for joining me for the ride update today. So what do you have for us? Hey, James. Yeah, so uh, it was a pretty exciting weekend. A number of things have happened on the ride front. And we're making some real progress to uh, having everything aligned for our uh, 330 challenge on June 26th and 27th. So obviously, if you listeners haven't already, go to ridedonthide.com slash Manitoba to look for our team and join our team or make your own team. So this last weekend, uh, I was doing some prep. Um, you know, the whole team was really doing prep. So uh, it's not it's obviously not just about me anymore, but it's about the, the four of us that are going to be doing this. And everybody's put in, putting in some, some great effort to, to be ready for this. I was at Brazil doing 80 kilometers. Uh, so that was a great time, really uh, practice some endurance there. I know Emily was saying she was going to be uh, riding this weekend too. My brother's been riding, and I'm sure Emily's sister's been riding too. Um, that's been super exciting. We've also just been reviewing uh, not just uh, sort of how we're doing physically in terms of just the prep work and, and kind of like Juno said, right? Like the prep, a lot of it is just getting on your bike and riding. Uh, but there's a little bit more to that too. We were, we were reviewing a bit of stuff from, uh, from one of our resident uh, bike experts. Um, and so he was just giving us a few tips about sort of how to go about that weekend. He was kind of saying, you know, make sure to, to eat pasta a couple of days before, which I thought was really interesting. Um, he said that gives you a lot of, uh, a lot of sustained energy. Um, he also mentioned that, you know, being sure to hydrate for every kind of 10 to 15 minutes along the ride uh, is going to be super helpful. Prehydrate and just drink water almost constantly to get through that. It's a different, different ball game when we're thinking about endurance. So a lot of people can pump out some good speeds um, over, you know, a course of an hour, let's say. Uh, but this ride is different in the sense that it's you know, about seven hours of riding each day. So it's going to be a real endurance test. So we've got to remember just to figure out how to pace ourselves. we got to keep hydrated um, and things like that. Um, and then he also said to just be sure to yeah enjoy the Saturday because that'll be the best day because uh, you got to get up and do the whole thing all over again on Sunday. So 
Yeah, so it's super exciting. Um, Chad with Emily and her sister, they're super excited to come with us. Emily did, I think it was last summer, um, 140 kilometers for uh, Ride, Don't Hide, which is awesome. So uh, her and her sister both did that. Um, so they, uh, they've had some experience and I was able to actually lean on them a little bit to, to share a little bit of how they did it. So they just said, you know, make sure you, you eat enough and you drink enough. Uh, you can almost never eat and drink enough. So that was really uh, helpful. I think we're all a little, maybe a little nervous about it, but I think just really excited. Um, and my brother, he's been uh, riding a lot more lately too, getting ready. So uh, we're going to be going for a ride, ride this week a few times. So yeah, just a lot of, uh, just excitement, I think getting ready for, for such a great group that'll come, come out and, and be experiencing this with, with everyone. So it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. That is really exciting. And just for some inspiration for anyone who's joined Brandon's team, I've continued to work towards my own ride, which is yoga. And I think I'm going to need to do yoga because I maybe got a bit overzealous and I actually impinged my shoulder doing some burpees. So oh, no. maybe, yeah, maybe not military style workouts all the time. If you're training for your ride, just take it easy. I think I'm going to, go back to the basics and just do some stretching and do some yoga again. So yeah, that can be a thing too, is when you really get into working out or whatever kind of thing you can tend to take it a bit. I can tend to take it a bit overboard. Actually, I've definitely added too much weight before to different exercises. So really important to pace yourself, just listen to your body. And it's all about being more mindful about where you are in this moment. Thank you so much for the ride update, Brandon. I want to say also for the CMHA Manitoba fundraising goal, we are currently just under 40,000. So our overall goal for the entire CMHA Manitoba is 140,000. So keep talking to your friends, neighbors, colleagues, loved ones, get them excited about Ride Don't Hide, show them this podcast, show them the amazing work that's being done by CMHA and yeah just keep on building that enthusiasm we have spirit week coming next week and we'll have a fun podcast for that week as well so make sure to check that out at ridedonthide.com slash manitoba it has a schedule of spirit week events okay so thanks so much brandon we'll see you next time and i can't wait to have this interview with tristan Hey everyone, Brandon here from the Wellbeing Connections podcast, joined here by Tristan from C CMHA Interlake Eastern Region. Uh, welcome Tristan, he's our uh, guest on the show today. How's, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me on Brandon, it's going well um, and super excited to be on the podcast. I've been following along and you and James are doing a bang up job so far, so I just wanted to com compliment you on that. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, bigger, bigger and better things onward for the Wellbeing Connections podcast. But uh, happy to hear that it's, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, listen to you for the last few episodes. So, uh, Tristan, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with CMHA and uh, what your role is with Interlake Eastern? Sure. Yeah. So my my official title is a resource developer. I do a lot of that that mental health education in the region. And that means specifically for us, we're looking at youth mental health education, which is really exciting this time of year because we're, we're now looped into one thing that's going on big for us, I think, is the, the Ride Don't Hide fundraiser, which uh, Interlake Eastern is also a part of now this year uh, through this provincial and national wide effort. 
And um, so I'm getting the opportunity to kind of work on both ends here. So not, not just on the, the education front, but also on the, the fundraising front to kind of support that youth mental health in our, in our region. So not only do you work with youth mental health, that's part of your role, um, but now you're also supporting with the fundraiser, which is raising funds for youth mental health. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what some of the monies raised um, would do to support your neck of the woods? Yeah, so this year it was really engaging and in, involved with with the schools in the area. And I, I think that was just such a hands-on and kind of boots on the ground way to get involved by delivering one of CMHA's flagship programs, Living Life to the Full, to students in schools. So I was able to reach out to some of our uh, our schools throughout the region and form some relationships. And we got students in to take Living Life to the Full, which is a skills-based, CBT-based course on how to like work through some of those unhelpful emotions in our life. So I was really, I, I, I was in the privileged position of being able to have a front seat to, to watch these students kind of take control back into their life of how they can process some of these unhelpful emotions and how to move into a better space, which I think is just super important for the, not only the work we do now, but like throughout this whole context, right? That's so cool. Yeah, no, especially, you know, it's especially important now, but you're right. It's not just about where we're at now. It's also just um, as a whole, the ability to develop um, skills to deal with some of these emotions that aren't always so great. Um, I think that's just fantastic that, that some of the skills training is being done in school already. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's such a great thing to, to raise money for and to continue to, you know, to, to build that to be even bigger than it, than it is. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. One thing I always, it struck me, I always remind the students too, is I, I say like, I, I wish I had this kind of education or, or training or skill set in, in when I was in school, because the topics that we were covering and the, the skills that we're learning just, the, the resources weren't there when I was in school and to be able to have the language to even say some of the motions that I was going through at that point in time would have just been not only helpful for me, but I'm sure some of my friends as well. Yeah, no doubt. And that's, that's something that has been resonating with me too. And, and that's part of the reason that, you know, I'm doing this ride is that, is that uh, it's for this kind of a thing. And so I think, you know, I'm feeling it, you're feeling it. Um, I'm, I'm feeling really, really happy that, uh, that some of our youth are being able to be exposed to some of these things. So that's just so exciting. You know, um, you're, you're doing a ride, eh? Like you're, you're not only a ride, but you're starting off in Selkirk, which is again, just another like really yeah. exciting feature for us. So what, what's going on on your end there, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. We're starting in Selkirk. So uh, we're going to be heading, uh, starting the ride in, uh, in your neck of the woods. Um, you know what, Tristan, I could even give you a little bit of a, um, a preview to some of the routes that we're going to be taking and some of the stops that we're making. Um, yeah. Maybe you could provide a local perspective on that. So yeah, we're starting at the CMHA in Selkirk, uh, 435 Main Street at 7 a.m. Um, so the first stop we're making is at, and I don't know if you've heard about this, um, but the Artisan Well, uh, just in Matlock, where there's some uh, some fresh water, I think, that to be had there. Have you ever been there before? I have. And you know what, that, that was already on my list of to do's for you was to stop at the yeah. well as well. The, the, the water is extremely refreshing and it's almost one of these like well-kept secrets 
of, uh, of the Interlake region. People I know will go there to bottle water for either their, their home use or even some people I've heard might do some brewing with it. So um, <laughs> there's all kinds of opportunities, I think. But yeah. So that's the secret, hey, to, uh, to some... <laughs> The longevity maybe is the well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's super cool because it um, it's one of those arti- artisanal wells that flows by itself, um, out of the ground. So it's kind of like a a tourist attraction to some extent. Perfect. So for those listening, uh, it's just in along the um, two three two highway. Um, just uh, near, just south of Donatar. So there is a little well there and it's such a treat. Um, I think there's a nice view onto the lake as well. So that'll be a, a nice spot for a, maybe a 15 minute uh, water break. We'll have just completed about um, 35, 36 kilometers at that point. So I think we'll be due for some fresh water. After that, we're heading up to uh, the co-op food store in Gimli. So we're going to stop and have a bit of a longer break in Gimli. Um, I think there's an option for, uh, I wrote on my schedule that's maybe a second breakfast. It's not quite lunch. Um, Any local recommendation in Gimli that uh, we're obviously going to be at the co-op food store there. Uh, There are nutrition and gas sponsors. So we're going to be stopping in to say hello to them. Uh, But any other uh, suggestions on what we should do for that uh, longer break there? Oh man, Gimli is a personal favorite of mine. It not only do they have some like cool festivals throughout the summer. Obviously, we haven't been able to enjoy those lately, um, like Icelandic Fest or um, the Gimli Film Fest. But there's also like the pier is beautiful, and they they have a a whole host of restaurants that would be amazing to check out. Everything from the Beach Boy, which is uh, a local favorite, Chris's Fish and Chips is a um, a local favorite of mine. Ship and Plow, an independently kind of owned uh, pub there. Um, I always make sure to get coffee at Flatland Coffee there. And uh, my favorite breakfast spot is actually Shelly D's, which would probably be right on your route up number nine if you're heading um, into Gimli through the, the main route there. I'm a big big breakfast guy and uh, that coffee spot, we, we may need some more caffeine at that point. So that sounds like this could be a bit longer than a 30 minute break. So we'll try to keep, uh, keep on schedule, but uh, you've listed too many good things. Say hi to Chad there at Flatland Coffee. He's a cool dude and he, he owns a place. So Sounds good. We'll say it to sh- Chad. Maybe, maybe he's listening. Shout out to Chad. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we're going to head to a uh, small stop at RNS. And then uh, I think I just found this maybe a cool little spot for a scenic spot. Scenic stop. I'm not sure if you can attest to that or not, but the, and I'm, maybe I'm pronouncing this wrong, uh, the Hanasa Beach Provincial Park. Uh, am I somewhere close? You know what? I wouldn't be an expert on the pronunciation myself either, but basically that whole western shoreline of Lake Winnipeg is, is a, a very nice um I spend a lot of time up and down there. So like I, I would recommend taking in the lake at any kind of opportunity that you get the oppor- the chance to. So whether that's Nassau beach or um, even the pier in Gimli uh, Riverton has some interesting spots. There's all kinds of opportunities to, to take in the beach and you're heading right up to Hecla, which has, a, you know, another beautiful beach plus the lighthouse up there. So there's, there's lots of options to, yes. to, to, to see the water. Yeah, I'm excited about that. After that, we're obviously just going to head straight to um, straight to Lindsay Towers, our endpoint. A uh, few stops in Riverton and maybe a couple other little rest stops. But 
Uh, that's the route, uh, taking us about 160 kilometers approximately on day one, and then the other uh, 160 um, the next day as well. Um, you know, Tristan, I also heard that you have uh, been one of the masterminds behind one of the CMHA Ride, Don't Hide uh, Spear Week events that's happening uh, the week leading up to our ride. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've planned? This is Interlake Eastern's first go at Ride, Don't Hide. So we, we kind of hopped in with both feet and we were really excited to be on board with the process. When, when our Winnipeg counterpart here was kind of telling us and guiding us through the, the spirit week, we got really excited and we thought, how could we make some regional content that also is provides like a bit of a different tilt on, on the ride, don't hide activities. And luckily we had, just through living and being part of the Selkirk community, we had some great connections, including one with the, the local gym, Iron Image. And so we partnered with them to create a informational session called Lift Don't Hide. And really what it's meant to be is a very accessible information session on some core exercises you can do to get you up and moving uh, with the theme of like resistance training. So it's meant to be, easy to get into, super informative, and kind of a, a springboard if you wanted to, to look at what gym activity would look like for you. So they're great. They, they have a great social media kind of following. So we were very comfortable making a video for them. We, th we think it, it's both accessible and entertaining. So if you want to check that out, th that specific one is launching on June 24th, and you can check it out on the Ride Don't Hide uh, kind of website under well the Manitoba listings has it all right so basically Tristan you're saying is that it's kind of an entry-level way to start working out um, and that's just one of the one of the events that's happening that spear week um, I'm on the website right now checking it out it's ridedonthide.com slash Manitoba scroll down you'll see a section there for our spear week it happens from June 21st to the 27th um, and then the end end event is uh, is our ride the Ride 330 Challenge, where you can check out some updates about that um, as well. So all over the course of the week, and I'm just going to tease this a little bit because I want everyone to go to the website and check it out. Um, but CMHA Thompson, um, they're doing something for National Indigenous Peoples Day. So there's going to be some activities with that. June 22nd is CMHA Winnipeg uh, Cycling Safety Tip. Um, so I think our Ride 330 uh, team might want to check that out <laughs> just, just for some last-minute pointers. Um, there's all so many different things. Obviously, the Lift, Don't Hide, uh, yoga, some Fort White Alive activities, uh, Forest Family Fun. So really just something for everyone to engage with. Um, so I really encourage everyone to go check that out, ridedonthide.com slash Manitoba, um, and check out something that might be uh, worthwhile for, for you and uh, your family members to do during that week. So, um, and if you haven't already, um, you know, consider making a team. It's not too late to do so. We're raising, raising funds for youth mental health and really appreciate Tristan sharing um, locally what that does for the Interlake Eastern region here in Winnipeg. Um, things like that go to, you know, peer support, thrival kits, um, the Speak Up program, which is another school-based, skills-based program. So, um, you know, as we mentioned, it's, uh, it's incredibly important during, during the times we live in now. Um, but I think regardless that uh, providing our youth with um, the coping skills to be able to, you know, manage some of these emotions sometimes 
um, is just overall, it's great for our community. It's great for the, for the future of our community too. So uh, thanks again, Tristan, for coming. And uh, I hope everybody gets social for the um, Ride, Don't Hide Spear Week on June 21st to the 27th. The social dimension of wellness is on so many of our minds as we come out of this pandemic. As we reflect on the year and a few months, wow, it's really at the same time been the longest year and the shortest year. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Our social life has really come into the spotlight, how people are feeling lonely. Loneliness is being identified as one of the biggest health risks that there is some say akin to being a lifelong smoker if you are lonely for most of your life so with this knowledge in mind i wanted to share some personal anecdotes on the social dimension of wellness as i grew up i felt that it was a bit hard to fit in i would in just say early grade school, come to school, having read the newspaper and being up to date on the latest political news. And I'd share some of those things with my peers. Uh, My peers would rather have just played football and they made that clear to me. So it was always a bit tough for me to relate. As I got older through life, I realized that this manifested in a diagnosed social anxiety. So Based on some of my learned behaviors, I had learned that I wasn't sure how I would be picked up socially. I think a lot about how this diagnosis affected me. It was one of the first things that I was ever treated for with my lived experience. It was such an introduction to the therapy experience, to what people go through when they're dealing with something that's tough and that they have to get help for. I went out and I made conversation with people that meant something to me. And it was such an eye-opening experience just as to how, how people talk and how things really don't get as over, over thought about as I thought they might be. I'm also an introvert. So I get my, I'm also an introvert, so I get a lot of my satisfaction and energy from being alone. And I think it's important, as with all things, to find the balance. I think it's important to keep up some of the habits we've learned in this pandemic, to keep up with people virtually. But I think that a lot of what is going on these days is fractured socialization. So. When you look at social media, it's really hard to be intentional about it. We go on, we get a notification that someone has sent us a direct message. We read that direct message. We go to our news feed. We scroll through and everything's kind of indirect. If you see someone on the beach, you might think this person's having a good life. Not only did they go to the beach, but they shared it to everyone in an indirect way to get likes and they didn't send it directly to me. They didn't call me and show me this. So every time you look, it's kind of a little bit of a reminder of the social life we live in now. 
we have to remember as we go back into some semblance of normalcy that everyone's going to have a different comfort level when it comes to socialization. We've been through a really traumatic time and we have to acknowledge that. I've seen it compared to wars in the Middle East. Someone who had been a refugee and was a professor at U of T wrote an article that was just about some of the similarities that she saw between the pandemic response and and a war. So we have to be mindful that everyone is coming out of this in their own way. Just reach out, just let people know you're there. Try to be as direct and intentional about your communication as possible. Show people that you appreciate them. It really makes a difference on your health. I just think it's so important to make those meaningful connections just to find something that you can relate with with someone, to be looking at someone's face, judging their body language and all the various communication that we haven't been in good practice with over the last year and a bit and for good reason. I think of how this relates to the purpose of this podcast, which is to raise awareness and guide people to the benefits of participating in Ride Don't Hide. And it's so incredible just to see how people are navigating it, to hear how people are having their own inspiration from this initiative. It's just so incredible. I really... I really think that if you're trying to make an intentional step, just click one of the links below. We make it as easy as possible for you to have as least amount of friction between deciding that you want to do something that's social and then doing it. So click the link below, connect with your family and friends, let them know how important it is to support youth mental health. It's such a pivotal time people need these services i really think that we can do a lot of good with this i'm happy to say that i feel like my social anxiety is almost completely gone away and that's a testament to the hard work that i've done initially i would have credited my therapist but my therapist always said that he just would provide the suggestions and i was the one putting in the work Thank you so much for listening to this. And I hope you enjoyed this personal anecdote. Socialization is going to look different than we've ever imagined it would look over the next year as we come out of this pandemic. And it's always good to just put your phone down, explore nature, take the time to live a balanced, intentional life and do it with the ones you love, the ones you truly care about, and the ones who are in need. So thank you for listening to this podcast.